0: Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning, London time, on Wednesday, the 10th of August. US consumer price inflation for July is due. This is a volatile statistic. The largest component is an entirely fantasy price, which no one actually pays, and the US Federal Reserve has little to no control over about half of its components. Nevertheless, Fed Chair Powell, who, at the risk of stating the obvious, has no economic qualifications whatsoever, has raised the profile of consumer price inflation by appearing to give it more weight in the Fed's deliberations. Today's number has market consequences because of the Fed's June policy errors. The expectation is for a modest decline, with gasoline prices having moderated but there is uncertainty because of the non-market prices. That should all give some slowdown in the headline rate, but with potentially an increase in the core rate of inflation. So what can we really say about today's inflation number? Team Transitory won and lost. The argument for Transitory inflation was that as the extraordinary demand for goods in 2021 started to fade goods price inflation would slow. This is exactly what has happened. US durable goods price disinflation is now the most dramatic in over 70 years of history, and the prices of online purchases, which are around 15% of retail sales, are in outright deflation. Unfortunately for teen transitory, other events overtook that narrative, and other prices have been rising more quickly. The Ukraine war increased pricing power and profit margins for other sectors of the economy. War is an inflationary force. The question for the Fed is whether they can create enough disinflation and deflation to offset the inflation in the sectors of the economy they cannot control. The Fed needs to create this disinflation impulse so as to lower overall inflation before consumer savings run out, but they need to slow demand without causing consumers to significantly increase savings. It's a tough policy path to achieve. One thing that is worth remembering is that most people will have more spending power than the headline consumer price inflation number implies. Homeowners who refinanced mortgages have cut their expenses in recent years, Whereas consumer price inflation thinks the expenses are soaring. The tens of millions of US households who have not bought a used car have not been exposed to rising used car prices, and so on. Chinese consumer price inflation rose less than expected at 2.7% on the year for July, mainly because of pork prices. Producer price inflation was also lower than expected. This does not have a significant global impact. Chinese inflation is low because the domestic economy is weak, and indeed has been weaker than expected. The failure to support domestic demand, as with Japan, a parallel case, has kept consumer prices lower. Producer prices have very little to do with export prices of Chinese product, and Chinese export prices have relatively little to do with retail prices elsewhere in the world. Non-commodity goods inflation is normally a domestic affair. Euro area economies are producing final July consumer price inflation, but this is one of the very few numbers from the European economies that is not normally revised, and so the flash estimates are likely to stand. That's all for today. Have a good day. Have a good day. Have a good day.